I am so excited. One of my mentors and heroes, and, and I call her a friend. I hope that she will agree to that. But gosh darn it, we have Katherine Troutman here today. She has written many books. The, the Authoritative Guide to Me to Federal Careers, I must say it. Um, you, I don't want to say guru, but I really think what you've done to educate so many of us who are out there in the out, outer lands, the hinterlands, about federal resumes is so important. So I want to thank you on screen for that, as I always like to do. But this, you wrote a book, The Stars Are Lined Up for Military Spouses, which I have right here, for federal careers. How important is this? I mean, I'm down at Fort Bragg talking to the commander of the 82nd Airborne. He was like, hey, you do career things. You know what our biggest problem in retaining top talent sometimes in the military is these military spouses are so talented. And Catherine Troutman, can you tell me more about your background in helping military spouses because you've done yeoman's work and what do we need to know today if we're educating others or we're ourselves a military spouse? Here you go. Well, first of all, thanks for the uh, uh, interview. I think I think that federal spouses should try to work for the U.S. government uh, on the base, like at Fort Bragg. I think they should try to find a job, a civil service job right there where they could work in whatever field of work they can, whatever they're qualified for. And then after their three or four years stint there, then they would leave and go to their next installation and try to find another civil service job there. So federal jobs for military spouses is what I am all about. So if they're living on a base or near a base, why shouldn't they try to get a job in the government? So that's, that's what I wanna help with. Now, the thing that turned out last year, 2019, two years ago now, is that um, the government is hiring more spouses now because uh, President Trump signed an initiative uh, March 7 of 2019, surprise, that told federal agencies to hire more spouses and to list more jobs for spouses that are open to spouses. They created this little widget that is a wedding ring, green on USA Jobs, and it says military spouses. That was new. That was never before. Before that, the spouses just thought they should apply to the public positions, and they didn't know that with their executive order, 13473, that they can apply to competitive federal employee jobs, just like the feds and the veterans. So that was new in 2019. And now more, I don't know the number, but I know more spouses are getting federal jobs because it looks more available on USA Jobs because they've got a little widget there that says military spouses. So that's really big. Then another thing that happened is uh, 2019, the program for spouses called PPPS was eliminated on April 1. It went away. And that is the way spouses were finding jobs in the government. Then they switched over to USA Jobs. So that was, that was good, as it turned out. It's good. Then, okay, with all these updates, I had to update my book, the book that you have there in your hand, The Stars Are Lined Up for Military Spouses. And what I'm very, very proud to say is that in the book, there is a new format for spouses, for resumes, for federal resumes. And it's really interesting. So John, I know you were a veteran and your wife followed you around to multiple installations probably. And so on her resume, I dare you to look at her resume, 
think she mentions that she's a military spouse or was a military spouse. Probably she does not. No, people don't do that. Well, they do now. They didn't do that. That's right. They didn't do that until my idea. My idea. Mine. Mine. I I thought of this. Yes. It's mine. I was driving around thinking (laughs) about how spouses can stand out in the federal employee pile of applicants. They're going up against the feds and the people coming back and the veterans and the disabled people and everybody. How can a spouse stand out? Their resumes are a little bit unusual. They move, their jobs change. I thought, I know. They can add their military spouse history onto their resume as a job block and put down 25 hours per week like it's a volunteer job, which in fact it is, and then write all the places where they've been, if they've been to Japan and Hawaii and San Antonio and all these places and their dates. And then they can say 25 hours a week military spouse and they can write about all their experience in document review, knowledge of service policies and procedures, knowledge of education and at programs for children, um, knowledge of uh, shipping, tracking claims, knowledge of finances for relocations. You know, spouses have a lot of knowledge. In order what, to what if I'm a spouse that, that, that is, you know, gone through st- like, and, and I, I had, let's say a six month job and it's sick. Like they, they don't, well, they weren't those, that big a job, Catherine, how can, how, you know, do those still count? You know, they weren't, they weren't for that long. I didn't have a two-year assignment. We got transferred sooner. What about situations like that? Is that because that's when they hire writers like us? Or what do they do in that situation? Well, you've got to look at the entire career history. You've got to look for the jobs that are the longest, the job that might be two years or one year or three years. The little jobs that are six months could be left out because the government does not require every single job to be added to the resume. So you could take them out. But if they add their PCS history to the resume, there will be a rhyme or reason to why that there's changes in city and state and country and dates and jobs, because there's no rhyme or reason to it without this there. I had a manager from um, Statue of Liberty, Department of Interior, tell me that he thought it was a fabulous idea to add their, their spouse block to their resume because he, he knew that they're very flexible people, they're resilient, they're really good with culturally diverse people, they work well under pressure, they can plan and coordinate, their communication skills are excellent, they're probably good with computers. He's, he could see tremendous competencies from military spouses. He said, yes, I'll hire them. That's fantastic. So this, so you were inspired, I guarantee you got in your, your, uh, your wonderful automobile, your SUV, and you took a right into the Department of Labor and made them change that thing. So these things you've you really campaigned for military spouses to really give them a you know a fair shake at these federal jobs. Tactically, what do you need to if someone's like, all right, I'm hearing you and Catherine talk, what do I need to do to kind of organize myself and and what's the path to make sure I present myself in the most professional path? I would say certainly get the book, but yes. beyond that, what are a couple of the steps that would get them organized to talk to one of us or to get them in that military spouse mentality? Well, the book is definitely number one. I have six case studies in the book. So there are six real spouses 
who gave me a permission to use their resumes and their PCS history is in their resume so they can see what it looks like. And then they need to write about what their top skills are that are relevant to the jobs that they're looking for. So if they're looking for a job in paralegal or administrative, then they should write about their computer skills, that they type 40 words a minute. I know that sounds elementary, but any administrative job, if you need to write, that you type at least 40 words per minute, it's a government requirement. Um, and if you're really good at databases and doing research and analyzing and interpreting regulations and rules, write it down. Because if federal HR people will not infer that you have certain knowledge unless you put it on paper in black and white. So you do need to brag about your experiences as a military spouse, the knowledge that you have, your jobs. And then, of course, you got to match the announcement, too. <laughs> so there's a lot to do. How have things changed for the better since you've you've seen some of the, the problems that were going on from the directive in 2019 until today? I mean, it looks like, as you say, the stars are lined up. And why are you encouraged about 2021 and 2022 for military spouses? Well, number one, there are more jobs that are open. Um, government's hiring more people. There were a lot of retirements and separations last year because of the pandemic and the 100% virtual work and the retirees are gone because they, they were not gonna do their job on Zoom. So they're gone now and they, there's more jobs. So that's one thing. The next is now the spouses, I hope know that they can apply to these military spouse jobs that are on USA jobs instead of public because if the spouse applies to the public job then the veterans preference will kick in and it's hard for the spouse to compete. So. Apply to those jobs with that widget so you can be, you know, clear. If they can take a class uh, on the stars are lined up at a military base where my curriculum is taught, that would be great. Talk to you or me. I'm a coach for federal resume writing, and I analyze and problem solve and everything. Um, I don't know what the numbers are for military spouses, but that executive order that Trump signed said that agency would have to report every year on how many spouses they hired and how many announcements they posted for spouses. But that, that's new, you know, 2019 is only a year ago. So I don't have that report yet. I want that report. Yeah. <laughs> they need to send it to you first, I think. What yeah, are, they should, right. <laughs> what, what are some of the things that, that you might not think are valuable that could be valuable to a federal resume for a military spouse? What are some of the other things that they might be surprised that could help them? What about things they did in school? I know a lot of military spouses, you know, while while their spouse has been deployed or time, they, not only with kids, working with kids or even education, online education, how much of all of that could be important to this documentation in this application? Well, people can add a job block for homeschooling into their resume. They either one year, which was this year, or if they do homeschooling throughout their military career. Um, I wrote a blog about that, and I taught a class where I interviewed a lady who was a full-time career homeschooler, homeschool teacher. She was shocked that she could add homeschool teacher to her resume. She had no idea. And her kids passed all the exams, got great grades, and she did it in six countries for three kids for seven years. Are you kidding? That's a job. <laughs> so right? even if you just, in your mind, you may discount things, but if we can show some value and you can communicate that value in writing to the, within the 
the application here, the the, the resume, the resume. Uh, you might have a shot. You will have a shot because you're going to show communication skills, knowledge of procedures before the Department of Education, the ability to plan and coordinate, uh, knowledge of education, curriculum, instructor, all kinds of competencies will be shown by being a homeschool teacher. So you can add that as a job block. You can even add it for last year, you know, the whole virtual year. Um, other things you can add, this is a good one. You can add the knowledge of rules and regulations that you have knowledge of. And um, it's a long list. You have that knowledge is, of yeah. how to bring your pets into a different country. I heard a huge story about a lady bringing her dog to Japan. Oh my gosh, that was like a job block right there. Um, schools uh, looking for special assistance for special needs kids, medical uh, knowledge, documentation. I mean, there's a lot of regulations, SOFA, and I don't know what all of them are, but write them down, put them in the resume, because that shows, you know, the government, they love their regulations and interpreting guidelines. They love it. Just, you know, add it to the resume. <laughs> what are some rumors before you got into this and, and that you deal with with your clients too. What are some rumors people have about the federal application that they shouldn't have, or maybe we could debunk a little bit too, about how intimidating this all is? To, to, oh, I got started, then I entered myself on USA Jobs. Then, What are some rumors and some myths that we can debunk before we kind of wind down here? Well, it's not a myth that it's complicated. That's a true statement. It is really uh, something. You have to be de very determined to get through beginning to end. Um, a myth, a big myth that people have is they think that resumes that you send to USA Jobs are read by a machine, by automation. And that's not true. Regular human HR people look at resumes and they are looking for keywords, H HR people. So write the resume for a human reader. Um, Another myth is that um, I recommend resumes be five pages. Um, some people, some uh, old school feds say, you have to put everything in the resume, everything. They have to see everything. It doesn't matter how long it is. I've seen resumes that are 21 pages long. No, no, five. Now, I get five pages because SES, Senior Executive Service, if those SESers have to have five pages, then so do you have to have five pages. So that's a myth that you can have any length you want. Oh, another myth, another myth is that you have to use the builder to apply for a federal. Well, and in some cases it's true. Sometimes the applicant will say you must use the builder, but it's like small, maybe you know five percent or some tiny little thing. I recommend that you not submit with the builder. Definitely have a builder resume, but submit with an upload, and the upload should be eleven point type, one inch margins easy to read for a human and a human manager by pages. So I recommend upload. And then one more thing, one more, one more. Good, thing. good. No, you're one on a roll. One more. If you just graduated from college or almost graduated from college, education needs to go at the top first before work history. Because if it's a recent degree, it's what you've been working on recently. And then I got another book called The Student's Federal Career Guide that has samples on new grad resumes. Um, add your courses and that you took because managers are not going to get your transcripts. There you go. New grad, that resume, that book there. They're not going to see your transcripts. They're not going to know what courses you took. 
If you want them to know the courses, you type them in the resume and then add any papers or projects. So I love it. this no, because like in the it. world of the corporate world, which you know very well as well, uh, the perception is everything's about bots, everything's about applicant tracking systems, and no humans yeah. interact until maybe way later in the process. You're debunking that and, and along with some yeah. other myths and saying that, hey, no, write this to persuade a human being and inform them why you're the best choice. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. It's kind of like the opposite. Private sector is opposite of federal. Private sector wants one or two pages. I don't. I want three to five. You know, so it's really different. So if you're going to get a coach to help you for federal, make sure you get a federal career coach. It's different. Yes. And then the and exactly right. And also this and what fits on this canvas, I think you look at it the same way as like a, this canvas of your resume is your brand and your material. You can fit a lot in this 21-page person, probably could have had a very succinct, very powerful five-pager, but instead made overwhelmed people and like you put up your hand, no way. Oh, and yeah. the people who think, oh, I have to jam everything into this two-pager because that's what I heard and people's attention span. Yeah. No, they want right. to learn, don't they? No, the words have to be on the paper. If you need to prove that you have certain skills, like five different skills from the announcement, it has to be hopefully on page one or two uh, of the resume in case they don't, in case the human doesn't get to three, four, five, because, you know, real estate is, you know, the, the closer up to the top, the better. So, yeah. Well, this is really, really good. I'm going, you know, I want to, going to have you back. We're going to talk students, I think next time or one of the other topics, but this is such a good book. It's very comprehensive. I think, as you said, though, not to minimize the fact that this can be daunting and complicated because taking out of what you probably under, you know, kind of don't think maybe is worthy, maybe worthy working with a coach kind of helps you through, really helps you through that and that fleshes it out, kind of, you know, brings it out of you. I think that's the brilliance of this because it's inspired me to ask different questions to my clients and to provide them guidance. And then quickly before we get off, Talk about the trainings you do, if those are available, and, and where we can catch Catherine Troutman and, and the great work you do at the Resume Place. Well, I have a certification training, a Train the Trainer program. It's called the Certified Federal Job Search Trainer Program, and I license people to teach that curriculum. The stars are lined up, and it is recommended training by the Joint Services. So it is taught at Air Force, Army, Navy, or Coast Guard bases around the world virtually and one-on-one. -on -one. So uh, the bases are out there if they've sent their people to me. It's three-year certification and it's, it just teaches you and me what we need to do to coach the spouses to try to get a federal job. And I just think federal jobs are the best. There's another reason why federal jobs are so good. They are so flexible for parents and mothers or, or dads who are home taking care of the kids. They, you can you can get off if you give notice. You have family leave if you have a new baby. You get off four weeks or six weeks. I don't know some great amount of aid to help with the new baby. Um, just so many things that are so good. Uh, telework most likely. You'll have one year time and grade for your next job. The benefits for the for for um, you know for retirement and everything are really good also, which is just incredible. Most spouses don't have that. 
because they go from job to job to job. They don't have retirement. And it would be really good if they did. So um, I think it's a really good idea to go for a federal job. <laughs> you know, they, there's actually work-life balance and they've, they've become more friendly to accommodations and, and helping people. And, 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 and you've right. been a part of that. So, all right, Catherine Troutman, until next time, we will talk. Okay. I know you're, you're actually, uh, in, in my words, deployed on an assignment right now out West doing this great work, aren't you? So. I'll yes, I'll be teaching. I'll be teaching my first live class at Army uh, Sierra Army Depot in uh, Reno, Nevada next week. So I'll be back on the floor talking. All right. Well, we're glad you're on the floor talking with us. Catherine Troutman, thank you so much. It's been super informative and motivational. I want to get out there and, you know, get after it. Okay, we did. Thank you. Awesome.